What's up, guys? Welcome to Chatisfaction. This is going to be a bonus episode this week. I'm joined by Richard Dove. That's me. That's I'm joined by Keith Silverman. You are, and this isn't the f- the first time we've done this or anything. Uh, no, it's not. But I, I I feel like, given my fancy new microphone, everyone's going to be hearing me for the first time. Like, yeah, it's a little sexier. I think. I I think so for sure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So this is going to be a bonus ep- episode. We're going to talk about Destiny, the video game by Bungie, uh, the creators of Halo and Marathon. And probably some other bullshit that doesn't matter at this point. Mm. Um, and we're going to talk about because the beta is up for Destiny 2. And we both played it and enjoyed it. And, and we've both been fervent players of the first game. Putting in well over probably 2,000 hours per person. Yeah, You probably more, Rich. Because I think you continue to play it after I put it down. I, yeah. I'd, I'd like to think that between the two of us, we may have crossed five. If you okay. add add up our hours, five. I'd like to think five thousand hours. I'd like. I to. don't, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at Played all. Played a lot. Um. So yeah. Again, what I want to do is just kind of talk about. I want to ask you what Destiny is to relay that to the the uninitiated. Why it's appealing to us and why we've played it for an ungodly amount of hours hmm. compared to other games, other games that are like eight to 10 hour experiences, 40 hours. Now we have yeah. our like 90 to 100 hour RPGs coming out, but this is an incredible amount of time to put into one product. Um, yeah. But so, yeah. So, so I guess when Bungie conceived this game, they wanted to make like, they were calling it, excuse me, they were calling it, a, they wanted it to be a 10 year project. So mm-hmm. it'd be a game that yes, it starts in this with this one version, but it evolves over time and changes as time goes on. Um, so they've it's I, I think at its core they wanted to combine the playability of a first person shooter with the, the um, maybe customization and loot randomization of uh, a massive multiplayer online game. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it's, it was a very ambitious idea and Bungie's a company of big ideas. So there was a lot of excitement going into the first game. Um, but it's for me, like without getting to, way too much into the mechanics this early on, but I think I started playing it because it was just a fun game to play. It had these really cool environments with cool graphics and the guns were fun, but the controls were really tight, but it was also very social and I was making all these new friends and playing with my old friends, but on top of all that, uh, it had this you know, random loot was dropping and getting new guns and new armor pieces and always trying this new stuff out. So even though you could play the same activity a hundred times, you can get a a different reward every time you do it. Um, And I found that the longer that I played it, the more I started to learn the math of the game and what actually, you know, I went started with like, Oh, this armor looks cool into maybe six months down the road saying, Oh, you know, if I put on these pieces of armor together, I'll get this extra thing. Um, so it can be played by someone who doesn't really pay attention to those fine details and they can still play and have fun and have a good mm-hmm. time and do well. Yeah. 
where you could really, you know, almost learn the math as its own little mini game and try and get the perfect gun or the perfect set of armor. Yeah, you so, can really like customize your build. Yeah, and and it and it can kind of be whatever the player makes it to be. Um, because mm-hmm. again, I went into it knowing I was, you know, gonna have a good time, but I didn't realize the effect that this game would essentially have on my life and my friendships. Um, and this, yeah. it was a positive one. So, um, yeah, we gained some new friendships within it, uh, and also like. Describing kind of that those beginning uh, stages of the of the first game, outside of the fact that like the systems were completely different and it played a lot differently than it does now, uh, just like you and I had not played a shooter like that, like with we had not played an MMO with any of those mechanics. So, it like it literally we got to a part where it seemed impossible and someone who was familiar with MMOs had to come in and explain the terminology and the mechanics to us. Do you remember what strike that was? Old, yeah, it was the uh, Fogoth strike. Yep. Shoot was... him in the belly. Yep. Uh, it just seemed overwhelming. It was not something we had ever dealt with before as like fans of playing shooters like Call of Duty or anything. So it was a total... They did a really good job of uh, blending the genres, but not a great job of easing us into what we should be doing and how we should be, we should be approaching it, which is like... It's all part of that learning curve of taking on a new form of game. But... Mm. Uh, it was also beneficial to play with people that had, that had to play things like World of Warcraft or any of those other MMOs that are on PC. Yeah. Yeah, like I I didn't know any of the terminology, so we you know Keith and I would go into the strike and you know a strike is uh for, I don't know. I figure anyone who's listening to this has most likely played the game, but if you yeah. haven't in Destiny, they have these cooperative activities called strikes where you and two other people do this approximately 15 to 20 minute activity where you're just going to a place and killing all this stuff. And eventually you get to the end and you fight a boss and you know, you beat it and hopefully you get something good. Um, but I think, I don't remember if it was, if you and I were trying to do a nightfall at this point, it might, that might've been it because it was very difficult. Yeah, Um, I think it was, I think it was our first attempt at a nightfall nightfall is like a very, very difficult version of a with all these modifiers and Mm -hmm. we didn't i think we were approaching the final encounter the wrong way and then your Mm -hmm. friend eric um came in and he said okay so he started explaining the mechanics so this is the boss and the way this fight works is you go in the room and you do damage and then when you do a certain amount of damage all these other enemies come in those enemies are called ads because they're like adding on their additional enemies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So if you're playing and you see these people come in, you say ads. And then everyone knows to stop shooting the boss and turn around and kill all this other stuff. Yeah. And so that was when I realized like, wow, these encounters are, they have so many moving parts. But with proper communication, it's, it, it's, it doesn't have to be difficult if everyone pays mm-hmm. attention to the mechanics of it. And Eric really, I you know, I actually I don't think I ever gave Eric credit for really being the one who broke that down for me. Yeah. And that's when I started to really love the game because I got it and I could play those harder difficulty activities and not be completely overwhelmed. It so. also sets the stage for raiding. Like without having not having known that and then trying to go into any of the raids would have been 
really mm. infuriating. I feel it would have been impossible, like because yeah. you have to speak the lingo. These terms exist, so in very hectic, high difficulty activities, people can communicate very quickly, and no, you know what the other person's talking about without having to say an entire sentence. They could say one or two words, and I know mm. what I have to do, um, yeah. because that's how intense some of these moments are. But I guess with Destiny, you know, we played the alpha and the beta, which were pretty much the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Might have been some different PvP stuff in it. But uh, when the game launched, oh, man, I was so excited. And we yeah. played it a lot that week. Well, we played it a lot for <laughs> a few years. But um, I remember playing through the story. And then after the story was over, because it it's weird. It's like it seems that a multiplayer game has a story mode. And then mm-hmm. it has an online mode, but those two things don't really mesh most of the time, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it is like because the whole thing is multiplayer, so you have to break it down to PVE versus PvP. Yeah, play, um, uh, which is what uh, players versus everyone versus player versus player. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's um, which was cool. I mean, it was it was fun to have a game that you could completely play with all your friends from the start, uh, and it, like that sounds. It sounds funny now because I feel like almost every game is that every game is trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, there weren't many experiences that it was like completely from from fresh start. It's everything you can do, you could do with all your friends. Yeah, uh, yeah. So every every activity is centered around community, and that was the one part that they've nailed. I think from the beginning of the game, uh, the story was haphazardly put together and kind of weird. Um, I don't understand really what was going on. I don't understand what I killed at the end of the game. Uh, <laughs> I know that I beat, I won. That's all I know. Um, mm. But as as the game went on, they expanded their lore, which I I wish they had not done it through the Grimoire system, which is basically like you do stuff in the game and you earn these Grimoire cards that are lore. That's, that's what they are. They're like lore cards. But you could only access them through like, you have to go like like your computer or, your, or the app on your phone and and read all yeah. the stuff, and it's like there has to be an in game way to handle this because I mean who wants to do that really? You're yeah. in the game already, so why not do that? Um, or at least give you the option. I, I hate that it was the only way to do it. Yeah, and I feel like Bungie was always very good at making these big exciting games, but mm-hmm. they all weren't. And, and those games and those stories like Halo they were compelling and exciting and big and fun, but like the narrative was always a little cloudy. Like I never really quite knew what was happening. Um, And destiny really suffered and they had a lot of in-house problems and restructuring and re-editing. So the main story ends up being a complete fucking mess. Um, They got better with taken King. It really sort of, the second expansion, but a year down the road. But you know, this is Ooh, it was the third expansion. Taken King was the th- oh yeah, I'm not counting the little DLCs like the the Dark Below or whatever. I'm talking like yeah. the you know the annual expansions. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it was so fun to play, and the, you're right about the community and and Bungie is a studio. You know they since the beginning has have been had they've had a very passionate vocal community that they pay attention to and they acknowledge 
So a lot of the problems that this game had when it launched weren't there a few months later because they listened to the community and, and, and said, okay, well, these people don't like doing this. They don't like grinding for the same materials. Let's give them a way to just buy them yeah. with their marks that they earn by playing and doing anything. Um, so it, it uh, you know, you're going to hear me kind of shit on a lot of things about this game, but I will never stop singing the praises of the studio mm-hmm. and the, the, you know, not to, I mean, how many video game studios that you can think of that are this transparent with the people who play their game about what their plans are, about the things they do wrong and the things they fix. Like it's, it really is like whenever I'm, like I enjoy playing uh, Pokemon Go on my phone, right? Because I, I spend a lot of time walking to work. But Niantic, mm-hmm. the company that makes it, is fucking terrible at communicating anything to its fan base about yeah. how things work, about what their plans are. They have these big events that they don't even tell you about until a day before they start. And yeah. it's like, come on, man. Look at... Bungie's been A+. plus communicating for years and mm-hmm. and like no one else can seem to do that but i don't know i don't want to the go only other company tangent. that does even come close to doing that and probably does it just as well is blizzard yeah and, and i just i don't have a lot of experience with blizzard so i can't speak to that yeah um but really you play overwatch, so. overwatch yeah overwatch is the latest example i mean diablo they've updated the hell out of for i mean they still continue to uh and they've they're they're just really good about communicating mm. as well, um, so it could be a model that they've picked up from them because I'm sure that they are communicating well with Warcraft and stuff. They came out like 13 years ago. Um, they started and Bungie started that with one of the Halo games. Like they just started being very vocal and open about like what's going on and what they're updating. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I do like that and appreciate that too because for them, this game was a learning experience as much as it was like a new experience for us to learn like what. What is what is the fun of this game? Because they're trying to accomplish so much by marrying these two uh, genres together. Um, and they stumbled in the beginning a lot, but I, I feel like they found their footing later on with yeah. with Taken King and the other expansion. I Rise of Iron. Called. Yeah, Rise of Iron. Rise of Iron was pretty good. But Taken King was super good. Yeah, no, uh, Taken King was. Um, and they had, so they had the game come out the, you know, vanilla destiny, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's that, talk about vanilla destiny for a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So what that was, came out. What was fun, and what did you hate about it? Was that was vanilla destiny 2014 or 15? Honestly, came out in 2014. Okay. What was fun? Um, uh, the discovery was fun. I'd never mm-hmm. played an MMO, so you know, even though people who had played MMOs, you know, took to this very quickly, uh, having what I love most about it. Um, was playing with my friends and and discovering having one of them discover this new thing and be like, hey, you got to sign on. There's this really cool thing we can do to get this reward. Um, it, it was it was very fresh and very new. And and uh, there was a, ve- a very um, in in the community they refer to it as being a sherpa, mm-hmm. right? So that's someone who sort of guides the sheep 
and shows them where to go. And a Sherpa in a Destiny community says, hey, I'm very good and experienced, and I know you have no clue what the fuck you're doing. I'm going to carry you through this activity and, and show you the ropes. And I don't, <laughs> I can't think of another game that has people that are so willing to get no rewards and just show a new person who's probably terrible at the game how to be yeah. good at it. And yeah. it's some of the friends that I made do with activities like that, like I still talk to to this day. Um, you know, it, like I said, Eric was a big part of that. And then down the road, Mark and John uh, and Jiwoo as well. Jiwoo, you know, he he kind of dropped off for a little while and got tired of it. But, you know, in that, the first few months of destiny you know we spent a lot of time playing with those guys and learning mm -hmm. a lot of things about the game um and it was you know we all got the game at the same time and i probably played it as much as those guys but they just understood it on a level that i didn't and they would you know take you know every week it was like you know oh here let's do this nightfall or let's do this and try and get you this really good reward um and they would happily do it with no benefit to to themselves so I think that was probably my favorite thing about Vanilla Destiny. What about you? Yeah. Do you have a favorite aspect of it? Um, I liked. I thought that playing the game mechanically was excellent. I, I've whatever systems go into it and whatever annoyances there were there were with like the RNG and the drop rates and trying to get the cool stuff. And they've created uh, better ways to find good loot later on. Um, I always thought mechanically the game was really fun to play. Uh, I always enjoyed finding new weapons, finding a weapon that I really liked, uh, finding a play style that was specific to me with, with my Warlock. Um, when I eventually expanded out into trying the other classes out, that was that was always really fun. I always think, like, mechanically, the game always really played well. And so that was what I first... That's what kept me coming back. Um, and I think Bungie does a good job with, like, staggering how they give out their rewards. So... You can't like there's weekly activities to do, so you can't just play the game endlessly and keep getting rewards. Uh, I don't know if they do that. It, it could go one one of two ways. It feels like a responsibility thing. Like we don't want to create an environment where people just sit here and play this game with all of their free time. Mm -hmm. even though that's still what people do. Um, but yeah. I think it, I th I think more realistically, what it was was like let's create something that keeps people coming back so they can't overload on it and then stop playing it after a month. Um, yeah, but it it also prevents people who have all that time to play like crazy. Like, if you could go into a raid and get raid-level gear over and over and over and over again as many times as you wanted, someone who doesn't have as much time to play the game wouldn't stand a chance because that guy would be completely kitted out uh, mm. within a week. So, and not only does, like you said, space it out. So people play their game for a longer amount of time, but I think it, 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 by capping the rewards, no matter how much you play in a week, as long as I do the same activity as you, I have the same mathematical chance of getting something that you got. doesn't mean yeah. I'm going to get it, but I have the same chance of, of getting it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like the strikes and the raid, that first raid was, were designed so well. Uh, they are, they are masterclasses in first person, uh, level design, um, and mission design. They're really cool. The raids are really fun to figure out a lot of times frustrating because it, it requires a lot of intense communication with your, with your crew. 
uh, make or break friendship type of things. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's what kept me coming back. Uh, I know a lot of people that we played with dropped off after a little bit. Um, but the, those who kept playing, I feel were rewarded pretty well for it. Um, with our friendship. Uh, just in general, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um so, so the, the things I didn't like about it, I didn't like, uh, having to grind for materials. I remember running laps around these big open spaces, mm. getting like one little bit of, you know, spirit bloom or whatever, whatever the fuck I needed at that time. And it was like trying to find the most efficient way to run in a circle for yeah. maybe an hour to to level up this one piece of armor that I got. And it's it was very tedious. Um and again, this is something that got fixed. You know, we're just bitching about vanilla destiny, you know, what came out when the game launched. And it took them, you know, a little while to hear how terrible this is and say, okay, well maybe we need to reassess how you level your gear. And I think that this that January, like when the DLC came out, the first DLC, The Dark Below, I think that was when um, they changed the way that you level up your gear. It, it didn't take them a whole year to get there. At yeah. least I don't, I don't, I don't recall grinding that much. Yeah, more than like the first couple of months the game was out. Yeah, they did a lot of really small changes throughout that that year leading up to Taken King. Um, Taken King had the biggest changes. I forget exactly what they were at this point because I know were... legendary marks was a big thing. Like they used yeah. to have, if you did one raid, they would give you upgrade materials just for armor from that raid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you did the, you know, so that was for Vault of Glass. Then if you did Dark Below, they would give you different shards and different materials just to upgrade that raid armor. So then you had this stockpile of stuff that only worked with one set of gear. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when Taken King came out, they unified, um, all that stuff and said, no matter if you're upgrading uh, a piece of armor or if you're upgrading a gun um, or it doesn't matter where you got it from, you're going to use the same currency to do it, which were the legendary marks. So it was fixed. Um, But yeah, man, that first fall that that game came out and we started raiding and it was, it was great. It was so much fun chasing mm-hmm. that gear and and going from these big confusing mysterious activities to like learning them after a couple of weeks and really getting it and getting it down and then getting good at it and then mm-hmm. raiding wasn't just like mysterious and and challenging but it was fun like it was yeah. fun to go back every week with your friends like okay now I'm good at this so now I'm going to try and raid with this other character that I have and learn how to use their abilities in this scenario yeah um, so by the time that the first add-on came out in January, uh, you know, we were um, we were better at the game, you know, like, and I was and I was I was you know ready for it. I had had some experience with the raids, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So, where do you kind of want to go from so, here? Yeah, so anyway, so so Vanilla Destiny comes out. It has all these problems, but it's still a great game. It sells really well. All our friends have it. And I remember, like, we had friends like Dom and Billy that they got it when it came out, 
and mm-hmm. they dropped off within like a month. Like Call of Duty yeah. came out and people were just gone. And like we didn't leave, <laughs> we just stayed. Yeah. Um yeah. Because by that point it's like, well, I finally got this good gun. I'm not gonna stop playing, you know, I'm gonna keep going and get a better one. Yeah. Um so the Dark Below came out, which was their first add-on. And it was, you know, a couple story missions, a couple strikes, but the big thing was there was a whole nother raid. Uh and you went into the moon and into the heart of the moon and you fought Crota, you know. And I, I can't tell you why we did any of these things for story reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> it felt, you know, imposing and important, but I don't know why we did it. Because yeah. um, the narrative was just so cloudy. But it was fun, man. It was fun going down there, getting your ass kicked every week. And it got to the point, so now we had two raids that we could do, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I lived in Texas at the time, and we would wake up at the reset because, you know, there's all these challenges you could do during the week, but you could only do those challenges once. And then they yeah. reset Tuesday at, like, three in the morning or something like that or two in the morning. It depends on if there was daylight savings time at the time or not. But I would set my alarm. I would wake up and set my alarm for 2 a.m. And and, my, and I would try and go to bed early at like nine o'clock and my alarm would go off at two and I would wake up and stumble in my living room, turn on my PlayStation and we would go raid. And like most of us, you would be on, Jiwoo would be on. Most of the time, Mark or John would be on. Um, and it's just like, okay, well, it's time to just get up in the middle. You would stay up. You wouldn't go to sleep. You would just stay up and raid. But yeah. I would actually try and get some sleep because I had to wake up and go yeah, home. You had a morning job. Yeah, yeah, a very physical job, too. It was, it was like I needed my energy, so yeah. I had to get it where I could. But if I didn't, if I missed out on running the nightfall with you guys at 3 in the morning, I'd be pissed because I'd get mm-hmm. out of work on Tuesday night, and everyone already did everything. And it's like, fuck, I have to wake up at 2 yeah if i wanted to be part of that activity um and man i it was like i would get up we would run that raid like three times run the nightfall maybe two or three times and i'd be like oh time to go to work and then i would go work all day yeah yeah but, those are those are odd times yeah and then the days like you know i worked outside so if if, if it if it rained i would like pray for rain on monday nights or be pray for bad weather. So on yeah. Tuesday morning, I didn't have to go to work and I could just play this fucking <laughs> game all day. Yeah. Uh, my priorities were so out of whack back then, but it was so much fun. It was. And the, the sense of empowerment was really great. I mean, you're constantly just trying to make your character better and getting yeah. this raid, getting this raid gear was essential because the raid gear broke the game in really fun ways. Um, yeah. And everyone was trying to chase that one piece of gear that they could never get. Oh, um, let's let's talk about that yeah what Uh, was what was your uh your what was your white whale year one did you have one that you remember i know you i mean you chase for most of the year i remember when you got it and i didn't yeah it was it was the galahorn it was everybody's white whale i feel um it was the rocket launcher. To, it was the like piece of equipment to get in the game that was like ubiquitous for every situation. Yep. It was it was the sort of thing like where if you didn't have it, you were a detriment because everyone used a strategy that involved having Galahorns, which kind of um, sucked. But because yeah. if you didn't have it, but our friends, you know, they'd be like, "Whatever, that's fine. We can work it out." I didn't do as much damage, but I remember yeah. uh, Zer. So anyone who does know, which is why you're listening, but. 
thank you for listening if you are, mm-hmm. um, is this mysterious guy with tentacles coming out of his face who shows up on Fridays in the social area and he sells random stuff. And the first week the game came out, he was selling this rocket launcher called the Galahorn. Mm-hmm. And I remember it. I was but like, no who? one knew what they were doing at that Yeah, point. I was like, I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. What is this cool looking gun? And why does it cost strange coins? And why do I only have two strange coins? And yeah. I need 23 to buy this. And then he was gone like two days later. So then it turns out that he would not sell that gun again for an entire year. Um, 11 months, roughly. And mm-hmm. it was the best the the best gun for pve activities for rating for strikes it was hands down the best yeah and this game was built around giving you random loot and i had the worst luck when it came to getting that gun and you Mm -hmm. did too for a very long time i i I would say you probably got yours sometime in the spring like maybe march or april it wasn't that early it wasn't that late it was kind of like we were well into the next year by the time you got yours. Yeah. And our yeah, fr- I still had it when it was relevant to have it. They yeah. They did, like, debuff it at a certain point. Yeah, and I remember um, even when we stopped running Vault of Glass, there was this one chest that was hidden in the Vault of Glass. And that chest um, that, uh, you know, if... If you got it, you had a chance to get an exotic weapon. All right, it wasn't mm-hmm. even guaranteed. It was like maybe a one in ten chance you might get an exotic gun. Um, so even after we stopped raiding, one of our friends, mostly Mark, would be like, "Hey, I have the exotic te- chest checkpoint," and with each of my three characters, I would go open this chest. I wouldn't run the raid. I would just open the chest in hopes that I would get this rocket launcher that you eventually got in that very same chest. That's where you yeah. got it in the vault yeah. of glass in the Gorgon and, chest. Uh... Yeah, the reason why it was so awesome is not only did it just have a, a good initial uh, starting damage, like the impact was crazy on it. Um, it was a rocket launcher that shot, and it was, the best way I can describe it is it's kind of like the Jericho missile from uh, the first Iron Man movie. It was a rocket that shot and then split into a lot of tiny other missiles and did an incredible amount of like just DPS, like one-time damage. Yeah, and it tracked its targets. Mm-hmm. And it allowed you, with the proper armor, to have, like, seven rockets max. It it, it was so good. Yeah. But seven rockets, and they probably split off into, like, ten different separate rockets that also track. Yeah, they would blow up, and then all these little tiny rockets would come out and just track all these other enemies. It was just, it was so awesome. And all my friends had it, and for a while, Keith was, like, my, my friend who also didn't have it. So we had this like shared experience mm-hmm. and then you got it. And I and, was like, and how quickly did I become a smug asshole about it? Hey man, you still, you still used it and carried me through activities with it. So I'm not <laughs> bitching too much, but like I was, I was very much on my own and I didn't get it until Zer sold it like in August. So the game came out in September, the following August, he finally fucking did sold he ended it. up selling it again. Yep. And that's how I got it. I never got it for a drop year one wow. never happened so yeah anyway that was my white whale for the entire year but you know i had friends like like a mark couldn't get um oh what was he chasing i think it was truth no 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 mm-hmm. no no go yeah, oh, oh no no it was thunderlord it was thunderlord Thunder yeah he could not get thunderlord all year and i had like seven of them yeah you know and and that's 
where, you know, something like item trading would have been nice because when you're dealing with random drops, like if you and I are playing Diablo, like can't we just drop stuff and give it to each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so it's like it's a, it's an engine that understands that, yes, this is random and you might be getting stuff you don't want and someone might have something that you want and like yeah. why not trade it? But I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, they, I guess every studio has a reason for that, and I've I don't know if the Bungie ever outright came out and defended their stance on it, but it is it is kind of like we all want to make our own build, like the perfect build. And I think actually I think that their reasoning is like they don't want their they don't want there to be one way to play the game. And I think if they enabled that trading and stuff, that it would yeah like, pigeonhole people into playing in one way. Um, and whereas if you're forced to play with other gear and stuff, uh, it might make you play the game in a way that you didn't, you wouldn't have because you don't have the thing that everyone else has. Yeah. You have to approach the scenario from a different perspective because you can't just charge in and use it the same way. Yeah. And I was lucky. I played as a, my character, you know, so there were three different uh, classes in this game. Um, there was a Titan, which is like a big kind of strong warrior that, you know, would have uh, this this area of effect ground smash or this very good defensive bubble that you could hide in. Um, Keith, you played as a warlock as your primary. Mm-hmm. Um, which how would you describe a warlock? Kind of space magic, I think is well, the term they use. At... Yeah, I would I would describe the hunter first because the warlock is like in in between a, a hunter and a titan. Yeah. Uh, so, so like the the hunter is like the opposite of a, of a titan, which is. The Titan's really heavy and and very grounded, uh, and the the hunter is supposed to be light and nimble and uh, more more accurate. I would say the the Titan's supposed to get in your face and use things like shotguns and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the hunter was more about precision, and the warlock fall, falls somewhere in between. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily heavy, but it wasn't light. It was more of a supposed to be like a floaty type of feel, um, and I loved it. I really loved it. Yeah. Uh, so and then they would have like their supers where you could either do like this shoot out this uh street fighter style fire fireball and it would just destroy everything that it touched um or you could have a self resurrect uh button is that what it no it it just empowered you and one of the the modifiers would it was a self resurrect so yeah. you, could, you could activate it and it would just supercharge your abilities quickly so you could you could spam your grenades or your melee like your special abilities a whole bunch yeah. while the super was active, um, which was cool. But everyone there there's I I can't imagine a scenario where someone didn't use it for just self res. Um, yeah, which is I'm kind of glad. I think it seems like they're getting rid of it in favor of this. Uh, yeah, the melee Dawn, one, and I'm, yeah. I'm kind of happy about it. Dawnblade um, is that what it's called? Dawn, yeah, Dawnblade. Maybe yeah. I think. Maybe, I don't really. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I I like that that you know now that we're talking about you know uh, subclasses, I, I love that you know it's like yes the Titan could have this ability or this ability, but mm-hmm. within those abilities you could fine tune it with dozens and dozens of combinations to say okay well I want my bubble to make it so anyone who goes inside of it is invincible, or I want my bubble to give people a buff that will give them enhanced damage, and like. I would go through a raid and be changing my stats based off of the next encounter. Um, yeah. Which is just, it's so cool. Yeah. That's the, uh, the RPG element to it. It was really fun to figure out 
Um, what we're before we start talking about what our impressions are of the beta for two, uh-huh. what were some of your favorite moments of playing Destiny One? Um, I I have to say the you know I I hate to just go back on this and sound a little cheesy, but yes, it's a game. I the it was the the friendships I I mm-hmm. made, and I'm not bullshitting. Like I seriously. We did make like, like brand look, new friends. Yeah, yeah. Not only did we make brand new friends and people who like, if I'm ever in Europe, I'm going to go see Mark. Somehow I'm going to do mm-hmm. it. If I'm ever in Chicago area, or well, I guess no, John's moving to. I think he's moving to San Diego now. So yeah, um, it'll happen somehow. But you know, these are people that you would talk to like multiple times a week. Like there are people like I don't. I wouldn't talk to my family that often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, Oh, how was your day? Oh, this happened. Oh yeah. I broke up with my girlfriend or this or that. And you, when you have these conversations with people daily or weekly over the course of years, you really get to know them closely, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And you and I, you know, to, in case you guys don't know this, Keith and I actually, met playing online games in like 2006 i think it was mm-hmm. and it was just a weird happenstance and we send each other friend requests over xbox and we just had a lot in common so we would like you know chat mainly it was batman was like the first thing that we really bonded over mm-hmm. um but we would just you know we also had the same taste in games for the most part so what you know, we would both end up getting Call of Duty, and then we played a lot of Call of Duty Four, and then I I got to know Aaron, and I got to know Chad, um, and Roger, and all your other friends, and Sam, uh, mm-hmm. not so much from Call of Duty, but just from like going to Virginia. So like eventually we got close enough where I made the trip down there with Dom to hang out with you guys, and then yeah. you guys came up here, and then I've been back there I don't know how many times. So, um we've stayed friends for years, but I would say we got very close during destiny mm-hmm. because I'm not shitting. I think we played every day for a year. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I can't, th- there might've been a day here where like I was, I went back to Connecticut to visit my family or, or what, whatever the reason. But if it was just day to day, I go home and sleep at the end of the day you better believe at some point I signed on and we played together and we talked mm-hmm. and just ran yeah. the daily mission or whatever it was. I talked to you every day for yeah. like a year. And I would say that that's when like we really, you know, really got close. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I will always be in debt to Bungie for that experience for, for the friendships I've made and the friendships that, that I've had, like actually deepening and getting stronger. Um, it's, it was socially, I just never would have predicted that if the game having that effect on my life. Yeah. So that was by far like of the, the first destiny game that was by far the, you know, yes, learning and learning MMO lingo and how these fights play and leveling up and watching the systems that weren't good get fixed and change. Um, but the social aspect is definitely it for me. Mm-hmm. I would say so too. Um, I really, 
when they it, I've never been part of a game when it's evolved to that degree before. So I think that that was other than the social aspect, which I couldn't have said it better than you, you did. Um, that was my favorite part of it is being part of something that literally changed over time. Um, I've never played a game like that. I know that type of stuff is commonplace in PC gaming for a while. Um, that was cool to, to play it and have people drop off and then still be playing it and be like, why do you still play this? I'm like, it's good now. Trust me. And they still didn't get back into it. Uh, Dom did though. There was, I think Dom came back second year. Yeah. But it didn't hold his attention for more than like a month. Yeah. But he reckoned, yeah, but he recognized that they fixed a lot of stuff and it was fun, but you know, um, and just like the, every time a raid came out, uh, the intricacy which, with which they were designed, it was fun to explore that and to play them. Uh, and, and there's like complaints or whatever that people could throw out here and there, but I, I would challenge you to find a shooter with more well-designed scenarios than Destiny has. They're, mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, and the fact that they, they give you no heading, really, they give you a very, a very basic objective and you kind of have to figure out what the fuck's going on. Um, the visual language to communicate that type of stuff where like, if you stand here, things happen and you need to figure out exactly what that is. But, um, it's not, it's not, it's never lost on you. Like you can figure it out. You just have to kind of switch gears and activate a different mode of your brain thinking about what you're doing. Um, it was neat and I enjoyed that, all that stuff. Um, so we played the beta for two. Yeah initial impressions and does it get you pumped to play actually play too uh so i they made a lot of changes um yeah the honestly the first thing that i noticed because i'd seen a lot of footage played at e3 and i think i was seeing it run on like better rigs because mm-hmm. when i had it on my playstation playing i have a very you know i have a nice tv um and I was like, this just looks like Destiny 1 with water effects. Yeah. Uh, and I can't help but think, okay, yes, it's the same hardware, but Destiny 1 came out very early on in a console's lifespan. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, you know, what a game looks like when it launches versus a sequel to that game four years from now in the same system, like it should be significantly better. Yeah. If you look at Uncharted 1 and then look at Uncharted 3, like they're very very different um mm-hmm. so i was initially i don't want to shit on this too much or kill anyone's buzz but like if i just summarize my initial excitement it's like less than thrilled yeah i just like based off of the visuals no based off the entire experience okay. um i feel like playing as a titan you know, they're going to make changes to the game. Yes, this is a sequel, so I don't want to play the same thing again. I want it to be different and fun and exciting and have new super abilities. Um, but I shouldn't be playing the same thing and feel like I don't... Like, it's it's harder for no reason. Like, the changes they made throughout the years of Destiny were mainly to the point of people in the multiplayer community would complain that this one shotgun is so overpowered. So they would say, okay, you know what? Looking at the data, yes, everyone's using the shotgun. So we're going to scale back on the damage that this gun does. 
And then the community goes, well, that gun's not the best gun anymore. What is? Oh, it's this gun. So now everyone uses this thing. And then, you know, that's known as the meta. It's it's what, what you know, the, 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 the gear set that everyone uses because mathematically or for cheese reasons, it's the best thing to use in the game. And yeah. that is a, like, if you want to play that way, that's fine. I, I will never play that way. I will. I, I tried learning a gun that everyone used, but I accept that I'm not good at it, and I'm better with this gun. And yes, it doesn't do as much damage, but I perform better with it, and I have more fun when I play with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made these changes all the way up to a few months ago, and then I felt like the changes were only because of the PvP community. So going into Destiny 2... I go and play this beta and the PVE environment suffers for it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden heavy ammo is fucking terrible because in, there's, in the, you burn cause it's gone. You, yeah. it, you get a rocket launcher with what you pick up an ammo box and you just, all you get is one rocket. Mm. Like in the player versus player environment. I agree with that. You should keep things, you know, as much to skill as possible and heavy ammo is fun, but you don't want an abundance of it or it's just people getting blown up with rockets all day. Um, And I like the way the PVP plays in destiny too, but I don't like the way the PVE plays. I played Mm -hmm. the PVE and I was not having fun. I didn't have fun in the single player mode. My super charges so incredibly slow. Um, and I, I mean, it's just, it's, that was the first thing I played. I played through the story and then I played the strike and the strike had bullet sponge boss. Yeah. The floor was dropping out and it was kind of dynamic in that sense, but I was kind of playing more difficult versions of the same enemies that I've played fought against for years, Mm. um, with, guns that aren't as powerful as they once were. And I felt yeah. like, and, 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 you know, heavy ammo is supposed to give you an advantage over these things where you can now go and wreck shop for a very small amount of time. Um, but if, if, if there's barely any of it, then what's the point? Did, did, am I, did you get any of that impression or am I just overreacting? I don't, I didn't because I'd never had a rocket launcher. My, my heavy or my power weapons as they're known as now, uh, consisted of a fusion rifle and um, a grenade launcher. And so I never got the traditional weapons, which were machine guns and rocket launchers in the first game, which, I mean, like, that's all they were. Um, so I, I always had an abundance of both of those. like, And it felt right and appropriate because this this switch up, it, what is it now? It's, it's your like primary... It was uh, kinetic, kinetic elemental... And, kinetic elemental and power and weapons power yeah so you can have some crossover as far as weapon type with all that type of stuff um and i feel like that's appropriate because the way people were using shotguns and fusion rifles in the first game they, they were using them as like very powerful like one-shot weapons and so i think it's right to move them over to the the, the power set um, yes and have it be have it take up your third slot um, because people were running around kind of overpowered if they were really good with the fusion rifle. Um, so I like the idea that you you get like you get to use 
a scout rifle and an auto rifle at the same time. And uh, you don't have to, like, sacrifice one for the other. It's very situational. Um, it feels to me like there's more... There's going to be more variety because of that. And I like that aspect. I'm sure if I was playing the PvE and got a rocket launcher and only got one rocket with it, like, I might feel a little different, but I never... I, I hadn't encountered that yet. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it felt appropriate and it felt cool, and I like the mix-up. Uh, we'll see how it balances out when the game actually releases. But so far, I am a fan of that. Yeah. So Bungie has said... Now, now keep in mind, my complaints just now were only against the PvE experience. They were mm. only in strikes or single-player modes. Um, that model works well. I actually had more fun playing this multiplayer for Destiny mm. 2 than I've had in a very long time playing Destiny multiplayer. Yeah. I lo- you know, the, the fun that I've had is playing with my friends. But I was playing this, and I was playing it differently. Um, and I was being a little more patient. And I wasn't as worried about someone charging me with a shotgun because chances are they don't have any ammo for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to relearn how to play the multiplayer experience. And uh, it was fun. Like I actually used a scout rifle in multiplayer for the first time in like yeah. over a year. And yeah. I was like, wow, this thing's actually pretty good if I'm you know patient enough because I've been running pulse rifles for you know two years in multiplayer now. It's been since Taken King. I've been running pulses for two years because i like the way it felt you know i got a hawksaw and i'm like this works and i never went back um so you know i i like the changes the effect it had on the pvp but i don't like the way it felt playing pve i felt very underpowered and underwhelmed um yeah in Bungie's defense, they are saying that this is this build of the game no longer exists. That when they play test in house, this has been it's they've changed it. They claim because I'm not the only person who felt this way. The majority mm-hmm. of people on Destiny's Reddit board were flipping out about the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that you know the feedback of the community for the most part has been changes that have already been made in their in house builds of the game. Uh, how true that is i don't know like to what to what end i don't know um Mm. but anyone can pick up that pve and feel if you've played destiny one like i'm not looking to feel like i can plow through everything but like you and john and i were playing that encounter in the beginning and like we were just getting fucking murdered by everything yeah and i know they were yellow bar enemies so we should be at a disadvantage but I should also not feel like my guns are really weak against all these things in front of me, and that I don't. And when you take away my grenades, and when you make my super recharge in half the time, I now have that disadvantage to work with. Yeah, I did notice that the, the all the recharges for your abilities took uh, longer. Fucking than forever. I, yeah, longer than I had anticipated. Uh, I do like the addition of a third ability, though. It really uh-huh. kind of makes the game feel fresh. And the uh, the audio changes. Like, all the new audio cues, just everything about it is so... It feels so good. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing that uh, Bungie has always excelled at, is the yeah. audio in their games. Yeah, really cool space noises. Mm-hmm. And the gun, like the guns all sound different, too. It sounds... The, it makes the game, even though it doesn't look fresh, because it looks like it's running on the same engine, just, like, with slightly better effects on, on things. Uh-huh. And I'm sure it's going to look great on PC. Um, oh, yeah, it does. Um, 
the game feels slightly different enough to where it feels like a sequel and sounds completely different. So um, I do like that. And like being able to interact with all the characters that you've been interacting with for years now in a different way in that opening kind of story mission yeah. is really, really cool. Like playing alongside them. Yeah. It, it made them like not just a cutscene or not yeah, just like, a voice you hear in your headset. You know, they're mm-hmm. there alongside you and, you know, Zavala pops a bubble and it's like, oh, I can go hang out inside this. And he actually <laughs> dropped orbs for me. Yeah, that was exactly. so cool. Yeah, you know, so they come like, off as as the warriors that they tout themselves yeah. to be. And they're the way that they structure their story missions and the excitement, and you know they're getting better and better. I feel mm-hmm. like that's where Halo always excelled, and I think maybe the scope of Destiny was a bit much, but especially with Rise of Iron, um, their campaign missions campaign missions got much more exciting. So you'll see that in the opening of the beta when you play the story mission where the tower is under attack. It's like mm-hmm. it's way more exciting and intense than most. I don't. I think than any other story mission they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's also very clear. It's like oh, here's all these guys. Guess what? They're blowing up the tower. Like you're just scrambling to stay alive. Whereas yeah. like I can't really tell you what Siva was in Rise of Iron and yeah. why they were locked in a tomb and mm-hmm. like why all these guys came to free him like at least the beginning of the i like i can't speak to the rest of the story because we've only played the opening mission but i think it's promising i felt like it was yeah. like okay I, I get all this and it, it did a thing that taken king was which is that it set up the threat a real tangible very simplistic threat it's just a dude it, the red legion is a dude who feels like uh or the leader of the red legion is a guy Gary. that feels like Gary, exactly. Uh, from what I could tell, it's a guy that feels like because the uh, the Cabal are all about just brute strength, he feels like he's the strongest in the galaxy and then he's the only one that deserves Traveler's Light. So he's going to destroy everything to prove it and he's going to take it by force now since it, it wasn't given to him. Like, that's that's basic. That's cool. Uh, yeah. The, the Taken King was just getting revenge because he killed his son. Uh, and his like his thing that he did, which was like taking all the other enemies in the game and making them work for him. Uh, that was a cool thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm excited to see what the story is. And I think that the game again, at very base level, mechanically still will be a great shooter. I'm still, I'm very excited to play it. Yeah. And like all these things I'm bitching about, they could all be different by the time the game comes out. And if, it comes out and you know it's still not great everyone's going to scream about it online and bungie's going to look at the data and go you know what maybe we should make some changes and they're going to make those changes and they're going to tell us they're going to make them so mm-hmm. like i pre-ordered this game this the day it went live i and i i've never done that i've never like I, I logged onto my PlayStation, and not only that, I bought the deluxe edition that came with all of the expansion pass because I, I know I I'm going to well. play it, yeah, right? I did as well, and like I did it the day that it went live for pre-order. I paid mm-hmm. for the entire thing up front, and I'm playing this beta. And normally, I would be wary if this were any other game or any other franchise, and I pre-ordered this game in a store. I might go cancel my reservation, try and get my money back and wait and see what my friends say when it comes out and wait yeah. and see what the reviews are. But I know even if it launches like this and I'm a little underwhelmed, 
a few months down the road, I can come back to it and all those problems will most likely be fixed because Absolutely. it's Bungie we're talking about. And that's awesome. So yeah. like I wasn't worried as much as I'm like, yeah, I'm a little disappointed and I'm bitching about it. Like I'm not worried at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, because even when it was vanilla destiny, I enjoyed it. Uh, and that was like the worst version of it. And destiny two, in my opinion is, is off to a great start with the beta. And if the beta is an old build that they, if like they claim and that they've already made changes and made it better, yeah. um, it's only going to be more fun. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I'm kind of wondering how much you're actually going to play it because your life is significantly different now. Um, yeah, yeah. So. I was just kind of like on my own when the first one came out. I just had my dog, and you know, some weeks if the weather was bad, I didn't really work that much, and all I had was time to play games. Mm-hmm. And now, like I'm in a very happy relationship and this awesome uh, condo and. You know, I have this amazing job. Like, <laughs> where I was in my life when Destiny 1 came out versus where I am now, like, I can't believe the advances I made in my life and the changes I made to better myself and mm-hmm. my my status in life. Um, but the trade-off is, like, you have less time. And I know, I have a very good feeling that by the time destiny three comes out i'll probably have a kid like it's looking like that (laughs) like that's crazy um so i'm like okay i have less time to play games and i know i won't be able to grind on uh i almost said grind on destiny (laughs) Mm -hmm. i won't be able to to put the work in like i used to you know And, and i'm cool with that and but the great thing is is that i have these friends that played with me when i was all about the grind so I know no matter how underleveled I am, I could come back and text John and text Mark and be like, yo, carry me through the raid and they'll do it. Um, you know, I, I, I'm taking a little bit of time off in October for Comic-Con and I might be able to get a, a day or two of uh, playing Destiny, like really good time, you know, because mm-hmm. this launches during our busy season for my job. So I'm not going to have too much free time. But I'm yeah. hoping in the winter time, like things do slow down, and I'll be able to to pick it up and really put in some hours. Yeah. Um, I just hope I get through Zelda before all that happens. It's coming out at a weird time for me too, because you're moving, out, right? It's kind of yeah, it's coming out two months before I move. Um, so it's it's coming out probably at a time where I really need to focus and start looking at like jobs and doing other productive things but it, my mm-hmm. favorite thing to do is to get things that i need to do and then not do them in the service of playing a game uh, <laughs> so that's a really inopportune time to come out for a game that's so much about like play it before you get left behind or you know like there's always there's this thing to get you know it's, it's always carrot on a stick I yeah sucker for it yeah but that you know i feel like that grinds just kind of like even when you were chasing light level, you know, it, it was when light level became a big deal when Taken King came out and it was like, how are you going to, you know, I can't get to max light level. I can't, what was it? 320. Mm-hmm. Unless I get this one helmet, you know, and I can only yeah. get this helmet by raiding. And it's like, they're past that, right? So you could play yeah. Iron Banner and you could be getting two different weapon drops, two different armor drops, plus a ghost, 
plus plus a class item, you know, no, sorry, an artifact, and you could be leveling up your character very quickly. Um, they made it so people who have less time can get there faster. You know, it's still going to take a lot of time, and mm. uh, I'm not chasing. I'm not playing Destiny Two for the same reasons I was playing Destiny One. Yeah, and I think that's that's pretty cool. Like, I'm happy with that. I'm not like, if this was like maybe two years ago and I had the same schedule and Destiny 2 was coming out and I couldn't play it, I would be like so upset Mm -hmm. that all my friends are going, like, they're all leveling up. And now I'm like, you know what? Like, I'll ask them, like, well, what what are you up to? Oh, that's cool. You know, I might be able to have some time to play this weekend and I'll get the time in I can when I can. So, yeah. Um, and I'm not like I'm not I'm not you know sweating that at all. Like it is what it is. Yeah, there was a really there was a turning point for me where I was playing Destiny, and I realized I was playing Destiny. Uh, hold on, Sam's being weird. Yeah, he told us to shut up. Um, and I was playing Destiny for. The, the in-game rewards um, well beyond enjoying actually playing the game. Uh, and there was that perfect moment where I realized I was doing that. And I was like, you know what? I have not played a video game because I enjoyed it for a while. I'm going to put this game down and I'm going to play some other stuff. And I did and I enjoyed it. And then I went back to destiny only when like you or some other people were online and then I, the, when it got past the point of like, it's very clear no one's having fun. I was like, I'm going to sign off now. See you guys later. And yeah. that was, that was a hard thing to do before because it was like, I knew you guys were going to keep going and playing and, and getting stuff. But it was, it was like, we're all just like fucking grumpy and annoyed. And, uh, it's just, yeah. Yeah. No, there were plenty of times that I can honestly tell you that I played, this game for hours and hours chasing one thing and I wouldn't get it and it would piss me off and pretty much ruin my day. And like I had nothing to show for it and I let it kind of crush me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that's not the case anymore. So like I'm playing it to have fun and I'm playing it to be social and to, and to, to spend time with my friends. Um, So, you know, if I get good rewards, great. If not, oh well. Like I'm not too worried about it. I'm got. I've got this game. I'm going to be playing it for three years. So even though everyone's sprinting to get to the max level, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'll get there very slowly. And if I don't, when the next update comes out, they're going to bump me up to that light level that you sh- you know clawed to get to. So I'm not yep. too worried about it. Um, yeah. But it is interesting that yeah, you know I'm glad you posed that question because I I never like considered that. My experience with Destiny Two was going to be incredibly different from Destiny One. Mm. So, but so you know, we'll see, we'll see. But we're both s- still pretty excited for it. Um, yeah, uh, I, I do wish you know the one thing they can't fix is the game engine. It looks yeah. as good as it's going to, and that's, that doesn't bother me because I think even yeah, even but by no, other game no, standards, no, like, the game looks this. great. Like yeah, it has its own look and feel. Think about two years from now, what is the game on a PS4 going to look like versus what... Like, Destiny 2 is not going to look any better than it does right now. Yeah, sure. So, 
when Destiny 1 came out, it was really utilizing everything the system had, and it looked better than most games at the mm-hmm. time. And I don't think that's the case anymore. True. Um, and two years from now, it's going to look even worse. I'm not playing for the visuals, but it's something that will kind of bother me a little bit. But I think it's more the- about, it's less about the actual visuals, because I still think the game looks really great. I think it's capable of visuals that other games aren't, just because of the art style and direction. Um, for me, it's more of the, I wish that they could up the frame rate. Like, that's what looks bad to me, is the low frame rate. Um, but it's on, uh, didn't they up it on PC? On PC, it's uncapped. Yeah. So, like, you see it run on PC, and you're like, this is what, like, why didn't you, the, the thing is, like, if you've, I'm sure you've read Kotaku's article mm. about the the development of Destiny, which, you know, if, if anyone enjoys Destiny and doesn't know what I'm talking about, just Google Kotaku, K-O-T-A-K-U, they're a really good gaming site, and they wrote a very, very in-depth uh, story about the trials and tribulations of the development of this game. And one of the problems this game has is it has a very overly complex game engine to program Mm -hmm. for. Um, And I was praying before they showed anything for destiny Two that they were going to scrap it and build a brand new game engine that was easier to program for that could run at better frame rates. Mm. I mean, it's, it is possible, easily possible to get 60 frames per second on a PS4 or an Xbox one. And yeah. like when they're announcing a sequel and they're like, Oh, it's still capped at 30, but it's okay. That's, you know, that's what we want. We're like, you f- what? Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Last of us, last of us was a PS3 game. Mm-hmm. And they got it to 60 frames per second on the PS4. <laughs> Come yeah. on, man. You're telling me you can get destiny to, and, and it's honestly probably the game engine. It's just, it's a, it's it a is. hard There's... game engine to program for. And, they built it for this game, and I think they don't want to spend the time and money to make another one that makes more sense. And so they're say, just stuck using the one that they're using. I'd say system-wise, uh, Destiny has a lot more complex things going on in it than Last of Us does. Not emotionally. Not emotionally, sh- for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do some closing thoughts, because uh, I am running out of battery on my thing. Of course you are. Um. But yeah, closing thoughts. Destiny two. I think we're both excited to play it. We're gonna play. Yeah. It. we're gonna play the shit out of it. Yep. Um, I love Destiny, and thank you, Bungie. Yeah, I, I will always. I will always love Bungie. Um, I will always buy any game they put out. I will always support them in any way I can. Um, and I think every company that that provides uh, a form of entertainment or service to the public could learn from their level of communication um and they're pretty humble like it takes a lot for a company to go you know what we tried this we're wrong we're gonna try something else next time i think most people can't do that um and i admire their ability to 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 really give to the community that provides for them so um yeah, Bungie's the best. So mm. we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing what happened to my ghost and putting a cool new shader on my ship. I think we're going to get some cool stuff. We're going to get some mods. You know, it's it's going to be a little more customization. You know, the gun rolls are going to be locked. So I think, like, on a competitive level, 
I'm happier about that. There's no more chasing that God role. Like that's yeah. it. It's gone. Yeah. And I actually support that. I like the variety, but most of that variety ends up with me trashing a gun I don't care about. So <laughs> yeah. You know, bring it on. Let's do something different and let's see how it goes. And people are gonna bitch about change, but if it doesn't work, they'll fix it. And if it works, everyone will just adjust and, and figure it out. But I mean, oh, closing thoughts. I would like to say I really enjoyed how PVP got scaled down to four people versus yeah. four people. And yeah. I didn't know how it's going to feel about that. And the maps are a little more intimate, but they don't feel like they squished it down. Yeah. Um, but I liked it, uh, especially playing with my friends the communication was way easier to get the point across when there's only four of us. Yeah. So I think that's what it's more about. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if down the road they added like a big team mode and had more people. They used to do that in halo. So mm-hmm. it's not inconceivable, but it's, it's not really likely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Cool. Well, thanks rich for doing this with me, dude, anytime. And, uh, hopefully you'll be hearing more of me. Yeah. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this as much as uh, we do making it. So if you do, you can be sure to rate, review, subscribe on those uh, iTunes and Podbean. I'm getting the show up on Google Play as well as per oh, someone's request. I don't know who requested it, but I was told someone was requesting it. So well, you uh, better do it. now that I've gone through and, and put in the real hard work to do that for you guys, you better fucking rate, review, subscribe on the on on there as well rate review subscribe enunciate you poor bastard um yeah so we'll see you next week